Daniel's computer just erupted into a Disney movie and started automatically playing. At least have the decency to let that video ad begin playing immediately upon me going to the page. Uh, so while Daniel learns how to internet, I'm just tired, guys. I'm tired. I'm just I want to go. I want to go to sleep. Daniel's driving around looking at all these green crosses, being like, "When the heck did the red cross change their logo?" This is the new theme of the podcast. Everything that that gets said, we're going to phrase it in the form of a question. Mr. Nolan Smith was at home, and just a silent tear coming down his right cheek. Darren Swift just opening beer cans with his finger, and just just jabbing his finger through the top of the can. I want your take on Mark Webb, Trevor, and I want it now. I demand it. Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint. And I'm Daniel. And we're two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South. And one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One is a more recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA succeed just like you do. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs the way you would at a tailgate, in your backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs, so let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 85 of the Talking Dogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. And uh, Daniel, we had we had all the football on Saturday, some of it by guys who aren't on scholarship at uh, the University of Georgia. Actually, a majority of it by a lot of, a lot of guys who aren't getting their loans paid off right now. No scholarship required to no. participate in meaningful action in inside the friendly confines of Sanford Stadium. Uh, notice you you didn't get the call to be out there. Uh, I did not, although you and I qualify because we, we are, are not on scholarship. We're not on scholarship. So it's not everybody who's not on scholarship, but uh, there were some scholarship athletes uh, who were playing in the game. Uh, we will get to... What's ha- what's happening? <laughs> Daniel's computer just erupted into a Disney movie and started automatically playing. This is fantastic. I, I swear to you, like just if, if you're a website, let me just let's take a moment. Let's take a moment. If you're a website and you are just going to embed a video ad somewhere deep within the confines of your website, at least have the decency to let that video ad begin playing immediately upon me going to the page. Or at don't, least on mute, you know? Don't, don't start the ad two and a half minutes after I've been on a page because then I, how am I supposed to know where it's coming from? Because then you got to scroll all the way through it and you don't know which, which ad to the right or left is supposed to do that. Okay. Uh, so um, while Daniel learns how to internet... Um. <laughs> Listen, I'm not. I'm not going to learn how to internet anytime soon. Um, uh, yeah, we're gonna. We're going It's an FCS opponent, but but dang it, if we're not going to deep dive into what we saw on Saturday, say we won't versus Murray State um, because we saw a lot. Yeah, we did. Um, uh, we saw some things that weren't even related to the University of Georgia on Saturday, Clint. We saw some. We saw other things. We might even touch on those for a minute. Uh, we saw some shockingly Ooh. awful things take place. Were they awful or were they 
beautiful. Well, for oh. us, they were glorious. For others, significant to some, as as one mm. anchor would say. Mm. Significant to some. Uh, we will get into all of the above as we get started. Um, once again, friendly reminder. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, thanks for listening. If you're old to the podcast, thanks for listening. Uh, you can li- uh, you can leave us a rating. You can leave us a review. I, s- I swear, I can turn the, <laughs> just to turn the volume off entirely. I've got like I got like nine devices open near me, and all of them have some sort of a, vo- a volume situation on them. I can't look. It's late. It's late at night, guys. We. <laughs> We're, this is not our normal time to record. I just, I, I'm tired. If you guys I'm understood t- the t- weekend Daniel had, nobody would be saying anything right now. I'm just tired, guys. I'm tired. <laughs> just, I want to go. I want to go to sleep. Um, uh, leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Subscribe to the podcast if you're not already. Thanks for listening. Um, uh, Clint, where should we start? Where, where do you want to go first? Here's where I, I want to go. You... Yeah, thank you uh, for giving me the floor on this one. Uh, the motion's been carried. Um, I, I want to start by the thing that excited you the most. Jorge. Okay. Jorge. Well, Jorge. Well, how did I? How did I? How did I know that was going to be said? Did Listen. You, did you? I mean, my goodness. Can, can did did can can we just? But if what if, but if he, I saw he was jumping and the ball and the. You see what, what you do with the ball is you take it and matriculate <laughs> what, it down the field. What did we see Jorge Pickens do on Saturday, and is it legal in football? Like, is it a thing? Because, uh, full disclosure, Clint, I've been cheering for the University of Georgia for quite some time. I've never seen anybody do that with a football. And so I don't know if, like, it was recently legal, if it's like a marijuana right. situation where, like, it recently became legal and I just didn't know about it. Is that something, in fact, that should have been a penalty? On, Daniel's on driving around looking at all these green crosses being like, when the heck did the Red <laughs> Cross change their logo? <laughs> um, no, Daniel... Or- Jorge Pickens, um, he just doesn't give one one crap about anything except being better at football than everyone else. Like, is did he? You, does he? Did you see what I? Here's what I loved. Okay, yes, the catch. Yes, the full extension. Yes to all of that. Mm-hmm. But did you see? By the way, hey, punk Murray State cornerback trying to get a 15 yard penalty down 40 points on Jorge, just Look. shut up and go back to, to your hole and crawl mm-hmm. in it, okay? Uh, but did you see – I, I actually liked this. Jorge's getting shoved around over there. there. Again, Jorge's on the field because he can block downfield. He mm-hmm. can catch everything thrown in a radius, which, by the way, I don't know what his catch radius is. Sports science, get on it now because yeah. records it's, are going to be broke. You're going to need some sort of a broom. To to quantify the catch radius of of Jorge Pickens because yes. it's it's yes. wide, yeah, uh, it's yeah insane. he's on he's on the field because he's bigger, stronger, faster, more athletic, and better at football than everyone else. I think that's why that's why Kirby he's didn't on the field. say that he didn't say that word for word in his press conference, but I'm pretty sure that was the general gist. 
that you got I the got. idea that um, w- if you ask the question, "Hey, who's who's the strongest in the wide receiver core?" Kirby would just can be like, "Can we skip past all this? Can I just give you the same answer for all of them?" Yeah. Like, here, let me let me autofill this in. Uh, Jorge is a freak, and just again, for all Dog Nation to remember, please remember this well. Every single time you want to stand up and yell at Kirby Smart for being a bum of a coach. Daniel, did did we have Jorge Pickens on our commit list uh, up until 24 hours before signing day? I think he was going to um, the the War Eagle Plainsman Tiger. Oh, oh that Tiger. Hmm. Okay. Hmm? So he, he wasn't anywhere close. Kirby went down and said, I need you. I want you come play. And he said, yes. And he wasn't on a commitment list. And he shows up, and he is the best freshman wide receiver. And I put freshman in quotes because that's going to be taken off real soon. That is an interim title that's going to be taken off real soon. He's the best freshman wide receiver in the SEC. Uh, well, let's just focus on our team for a second. Is this... This this is the best receiver on the team. It it feels like, right? No, like we, are we that's, are we out of line? Is no, this that's Murray State? Is this overreaction or is this that maybe that's the game we should play all day today? This overreaction is, this is theater. The, this is the new theme of the podcast. Everything that that gets said, we're going to phrase it in the form of a question: Is this an overreaction or is this an appropriate reaction? And so I ask you, Clint. If I say Jorge Pickens is the best wide receiver on this team, Tyler Simmons brings valuable experience and does a lot of great things in blocking. In the Tyler Simmons didn't have a catch on Saturday. I don't know, but how much you want to read into that? But uh, none. I'm not. I'm not trying to downgrade the young man, but I'm just trying to say he's not the best wide receiver on this team. That belongs to Jorge Pickens. Is that an overreaction or is that an appropriate take? Look, you can slice it however you want. Overreaction, inferior opponent, yada, yada, yada. Horry Biggins is the best wide receiver on this team. Uh, and and I want to say it's not close, Daniel. It doesn't it it doesn't seem close. No. Like if you just if you just look at you know, we said it uh, we said it over the summer we we're talking about Mount Rushmore's and and things of that nature, and we said it. There's only been one UGA wide receiver. No matter who your favorite is, no matter who you loved watching, no matter who you grew up watching, no matter who made the big catch in that one game that you saw, there's only been one UGA wide receiver that when you looked at him, you went, oh, that guy is not like any of the others. That guy is just a different animal. And that was A.J. Green. And that's what this kid looks like. Like, I'm not trying to say he's A.J. Green. I'm just trying to say when you look at him, you go, oh, he's not playing the same. He's not doing the same thing as everyone else. He's not playing the same game. No, he's not. I I just, I'm not. He is blocking downfield. He is driving people backwards. He is jumping and doing acrobatics. He's doing two sports at once because he's bored with football. Is it football? Is it football and competitive trampoline? Is that the two? Are those the two sports that he's doing? Trampolinist? Is he a 
an aspiring trampolinist it's, it's as well as a football player. Um, all right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with another one then because this is... Um, yeah, this is where we need to stay. This is our sweet spot. This is where it's... All right, overreaction or appropriate take? Adam Anderson is here to stay in the linebacker rotation. Look, That's, um... Here's what I've learned a couple of things. I hear you, Adam Anderson. I'm on a quick bunny trail to Kirby Smart just playing with us all. Okay? He doesn't. He just he goes home at night and is like, Mary Beth, you're never going to believe what I told those idiots today. And they bought it. Like they just ate it up with a spoon. People are typing right now at home on their computers for their websites where people are worth. Tens of thousands of people are going to go read. They're paying write to a story. read my fabrication. Do you understand this, sweetheart? I'm just I'm trolling yeah. people without them realizing I'm trolling them. He's That's just what sitting there with a, a pint of Ben and Jerry's, just cackling to himself at home over he us. Is. Like just, he is. Those oh, bunny nice. slippers are going back and forth, and he's just giggling because Kirby Smart is is playing us all. Adam Anderson is here to stay. Daniel, I mean, it's, a, it's an FCS opponent, but Adam Anderson was in that game a lot. He was there a lot. And he was not and only he, there a lot, he was disrupting a lot. Oh, he was involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you were on that field on defense, you were going to be involved. Like, you were in the backfield. You know, Adam Anderson, he did not light up the stat sheet against Murray State, but he no. was present in the backfield a lot. You saw, uh, You saw him making plays and just and then you you get over here to practice you know you get over here to practice report and adam anderson's running with the first team second team inside linebackers all of a sudden yep. like follow-up question for you daniel on oh, that okay okay can you tell me do you have any insight as to why tay crowder and monty rice are not good enough for kirby You might have to take that up with Taylor or Tyler, whatever his name was. I don't, I don't remember his name. Uh, Trevor, Trevor. Yep, Trevor. That's that was his name. Trevor, Trevor Woodworth. You might have to take that up with Mister Woodworth. I don't, I don't know if I'm qualified to answer that, that question. I listen. Monty Rice is good enough for anybody, uh, but you know, but I think. I think at this point, has Kirby settled into a, well, if you're not Roquan Smith, I'm going to keep rotating guys in there till I find somebody that is. Like, I'm just... I think the bar has been set so high that everyone pales in comparison, and Kirby's not satisfied with I've these... been to the mountaintop, and I am... You aren't it. You are fine. You are fine. But I'm not here for fine. Uh, Adam Anderson, man. Good on you. Getting lots of run. Who knows if it's an overreaction or not, but... I'll tell you this. He is there to play. It is clear and evident. If you saw game one, if you saw uh, game two, if, if you were paying attention uh, and you watched the the hockey team uh, uh, substitutions, just the line changes. Every third down, it is just a... We're running 13, 14 guys on the field. Half of them are having to turn around and run right back off because we just don't. It's a mass confusion over there. It just really people is. on people. Uh, all right, Clint, you're up with it. You're up with the next take, and I will, I will talk you off the ledge if you're going too far. I, I'm, 
Daniel, is this overreaction or appropriate? Is is Trayvon our best defensive lineman? <laughs> okay. All right, now we now I feel like we've firmly we crossed we over. We hit it. We're we're there. Well, Jordan Davis called. He's like, "Hey, man, I only played like four snaps in that game." Okay, like don't. By the way, don't. Jordan. Okay, so is Jordan Davis our best defensive lineman? God, I feel like Tyler Tyler Clark called him. He was like, "Hey, man, I only played like three and a half snaps." Because Tyler game, Clark, so. he he only played, but he was he was running around very angrily. No, absolutely, and it's just, this is defensive line and offensive line. I'm I'm going to shy away from any takes regarding the offensive line or the defensive line here because of all the position groups on the field. That's where we were just it. It wasn't the same game. We weren't playing the same game that they were playing. We don't have the same people that they have, and so. No, uh, but but Trayvon Walker, I think, has showed us enough in the Vandy game. You know, it's it's you know the score is seven to nothing in the Vanderbilt game, and it's third and three, and who in the first quarter when everyone has got fresh legs? I mean, they've got legs from the whole summer, For fresh days. legs, and who who trots in there but number forty four in the first quarter. Third and three, seven to nothing game on the road at Vanderbilt. So I think you know enough about Trayvon Walker right there to know how Kirby feels about him, to know what Kirby sees in this guy. Uh, he's not going. He's not an every down defensive lineman right now. And so, so no, no, he can't be our best defensive lineman because he's a specialist. He is. He he is not a guy against Auburn that's going to be in there trying to stop the run. Like he he's no, not gonna. But I'll tell you this, Bo Nix, get get your forty time down because I got a big dude who's faster than you right now. So speaking 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 of big dudes who's faster than you, um, is Nolan Smith gonna get double digit sacks this year, Clint? Is that a okay? Is look, that, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Nicobe Dean, I love you. You're my boy. I don't know. I don't even know who that is. No, no, is no, he no. on the team? He, hey, he got run on Saturday. Okay, he was in there quite a bit. Oh, okay. quite a bit. Seventeen. So, so, so was Notor. So was Notori Johnson. So okay. I don't know. What, okay, I don't oh. know what that was. Tack, <clears throat> tackle for loss. Notori oh. Johnson had. Notori Johnson had a tackle for loss. So, uh, Along, anyway, alongside my second cousin, who's five seven, Daniel. Okay, just just stop it. Stop if he it. had a tackle, if he had a tackle for a loss, I'd talk about him on the podcast too. But he didn't. So <laughs> okay, well we're 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 fully over the edge now. Um, Look, no, Nolan no, Smith no, has Nolan clearly Smith. separated himself. You want to talk about separation? Yes. This is the freshman on the defensive side of the ball that we all hoped he would be. You, uh, you cannot put anybody next to him on any highlight tape so far in all of college football as a freshman doing the things on the edge that he is doing and compare the two. He is a different class. This is an elite talent on an elite premium position. Uh, that is just that is just making guys look foolish. I mean, that bull rush oh. on Saturday, Clint, I, I, I got a little choked up watching it. I just, it was... 
It was one of the more beautiful things I've ever seen. Mr. Yeah. Nolan Smith was at home and just a silent tear coming down his right cheek. <laughs> oh, uh, him and uh, him and Darren Swift just <laughs> sitting next to each other. Uh, Darren Swift just opening beer cans with his finger and just just jabbing his finger through the top of the can. That's how I imagine he opens it. You ever see the movie Major Pain? That's my. <laughs> He he opens the can by sticking his finger right down on the top of it. That's how I imagine that 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 Darren Swift opens opens Mr. His Mr. Can. Swift. That beer is upside down. Did it stop me? Is it? Is is it? Watch watch me as I drink it, and then tell me that it's upside down. Why is it not spilling all over the floor then? Um, Nolan Smith, man. Whew. Gosh. He's, he's fun to watch. Um, it's it's right. going to be a joy. All right, what else you got? Who else okay. did you see? Uh, here's who else I saw. Uh, mm-hmm. Daniel, is Eli Wolf a better tight end than we've had in the last three years at Georgia? Uh, <laughs> um, I like Eli Wolf. I like Eli Wolf. Um, that fumble, look, I'm not going to put that on him. That that fumble is just like uh, Zamir's fumble in the perfect Vanderbilt game. Perfect placement, perfect position. You can't. It's not his fault. How about this? How about this? When you get hit like that and don't fumble, you come talk to me about Eli Wolf's fumble. When, like when you don't, when you get hit like that and your eyeball doesn't come out of your socket, you come talk to me. Uh, I do like Eli Wolf. He's not the best tight end on this team, though. So I don't know if he qualifies as the best tight end we've had in three years. So I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say that's maybe an overreaction. Um, but I do like him, and I like what he brings to the team. I like the fact that Fitz has another year. Yeah. To not be heavily relied upon, I do believe in in Fitz. I do think he's gonna be. You know he's going to be good, but he just might be. He's that. He's kind of cutting that Charlie Warner mold. He's bigger than Charlie, but he's he's just he's yeah. not huge, and he's he's not huge girth wise, but he's freakishly kind of athletic. Um, and so maybe he's just going to take a little bit to, of time to develop, like Charlie did. Uh, so yeah, I, the fact that we haven't Charlie and Eli on this team, I think, is a huge win. And when Jake Fromm runs that hurry up, Clint, who's he going to throw the ball to? Real quick, if you had to just, if you had to guess, what position group is going to get the ball when when he's running the hurry up? It's the tight end over the middle, Clint. Oh, it's every, you don't say. It's every single. Some defensive coordinator is going to get wise to that at some point. You, I know that. You would I know, think. I know they're only getting paid, you know, three and a half million dollars a year. Uh, but, but a, a six-pack of gonna, Coke and a Little Caesars pizza is what they're getting they're paid, gonna, I, I heard. They're going to notice that. Uh, no, Daniel, uh, I, I love Eli. You know what uh, You know what? Uh, formation I love and I'm falling more in love with? The the two wide on each side with Eli being the slot receiver and uh, DeAndre on either side. That, that formation, g- give me that. Out of that, DeAndre can carve up anybody. Eli comes crashing down. Receptions are are over the place. I'm beginning to love that formation a great deal. We got the the James Cook slot, and we've got the Eli Wolf slot, and it's glorious. 
And man, the perimeter blocking on this team, Clint, oh. is just. It's beautiful. It's beautiful to watch. Um, Clint, is it an overreaction to say that um, Zamir White is running on two good legs? Is it is that an overreaction? Or are we are we ready to say that now? Are we ready to say that we can forget about it? Uh, if anybody is confused on how he got healthy the way that he did, look, I. I don't ask why a sunrise is glorious in the morning. I just look at it and say, that's beautiful. Just no, you're correct. watch Zeus dump truck a blitzing linebacker. And, mm. and oh my gosh, that sound. Mm. You, could, you could hear it as the play was going. And instantaneously, before Rocky, whatever his name is, or, or Beth made a comment. I, I think was, I think it was Bullwinkle. I think it was not. It was Bullwinkle that made that comment about that, not Rocky. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right about that. Uh, but before he made a comment about it, my finger was already on the back button, getting ready to mm-hmm. watch it again because that to me mm-hmm. was Zeus's best play of the night, and uh, that only proves more and more, guys. This guy's freakishly healthy, and again, just let that sink in. Okay, we have the best running back in college football. We have correct Zeus with two good legs on mm-hmm. fresh legs with no mileage on them. Mm-hmm. We have a ghost who can't be touched, just passing through people. King Boo, King Boo, and King then we, we have the old vet who is getting six yards a carry anytime he wants it. We got freaking we got freaking long shanks down at the Y wearing a long sleeve t shirt playing basketball and he is just backing you into the post and he is shooting six foot turnaround hook shots on you all day and you ain't gonna block nary a one of them. And you are it's looking just... around at all your friends just just begging for for secondary help, just waving them on over and nobody. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, that man in that long sleeve t shirt knee high socks is just he is taking you down to the post one more time. Uh, you can do really all is. the dribbling you want. He's not. He's not concerned. Uh, every time Zamir White gets tackled, Clint, I I get. I hold my breath. I just. I, I'm not going to lie to the people. Mm. I still hold my breath every time he gets tackled. But no. he just pops right back up. And I did rewind it. I made my son watch the block uh, about a half a dozen times. I just I, over and over. He was like, Dad, I saw it. I was like, no, I don't think you did. Let's go, let's go back. Son, and you're, look at it you're again. still standing, which means yeah. you haven't. It hasn't sunken into your <laughs> belly yet. What's just happened? Uh, no, that was uh, Zamir White is is healthy. Uh, okay, little little question for you on our secondary. Oh, oh, okay. Who's who's a better cornerback right now, Campbell or Stevenson? That it's. It's Tyson Campbell. I ask me who a better corner is, Tyson Campbell or Eric Stokes. Uh huh. Right Get now. It. Get it. Because listen, I'm starting to like this number three kid. I'm just starting to like what I see out of him. Look, he was like, he he got burned that one for the touchdown on the blitz where there was zero uh-huh. coverage and nothing over the top. He he let inside mm-hmm. release. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. I get it. But But that wasn't an entirely it wasn't a, that touchdown wasn't the, the the catch was his fault. Yes, but the the touchdown wasn't his fault. Correct, necessarily. Um, I just I appreciate he plays with a lot of grit. He plays with a lot of toughness, 
and uh, and he makes plays on the ball. And he's not afraid to get his helmet in the mix. Follow-up question immediately off of that. Um, is Mark Webb one of our surest tacklers in the secondary? I don't know. Go Just ask Trevor Woodworth. Um, it, he leads the team in tackles, and he's led the team in tackles for two consecutive games. Oh, so. Okay, well, that, that seems to be what they may, might call objective truth. <laughs> Is that good? I don't know. Um, yeah, he uh, Mark Webb has some bad intentions. He just Ooh. He's a bad man back there, and he's not, yeah. Uh, this is a wide receiver, Clint. Oh, I, I, I think I. You know what? I thought I knew that until he, That's... until he come up with his face mask and said, "This is actually a weapon." I don't know if you knew that. Uh, man, yeah, Mark Webb is, yeah, seems to be separating himself a little bit from the from the rabble of star position contenders that we thought kind of uh-huh. coming into the season. Devon oh, Wilson, Tyreek McGee. Uh, Mark Webb. Mark Webb seems to have seems to be standing out. I think among he just. That group. I think he he just went over to the star position. He dropped his drawers and he peed. He marked his territory all over the place and said, "This is mine. I own this Thanks. because he's he got it on lockdown." Yes. Uh, you got any more? You got any more thoughts? Takes my my last run my last thought is this. Um, Daniel, this is this is the most exciting defensive unit we've had in the last five years. That's that's a that's a TBD. I'm going to okay. give that one. A, I'm not going to call it an overreaction, but I'm not ready to endorse it yet. All right, I'm that's, going to. That's a balanced attack. I, I haven't seen that from us yet. This is a balanced, I'm, nuanced I'm, view. I'm going to implement the run pass option here, and I'm going to. Um, is he pulling it? Yeah, I'm going to say. Is he taking it? I'm going to say I'm going to run the Wake Forest offense, where we both just saunter towards the line of scrimmage, holding a football between us while a defensive end barrels down on us. You know, <laughs> it was once said that there was there was grown man football, you know, the grown man football game. That is yeah. the, the old geriatrics game where you just you just taken three steps uh, in 5 seconds. One of those you could put that football on a on a walker between the between the running back and the quarterback and just slow, tennis balls on the bottom of it <laughs> slowly advance it towards the line of scrimmage. Um yeah, I'm not uh this defense is there's so many. There's so many dudes. All, again, like I said, hockey line substitution. There's so just fif- many guys. There's 15, 20 dudes. Um, <laughs> one last, one last thing. I don't like to talk about Beth on the podcast <laughs> because it's just it's beating a dead horse. Because um, Beth's Twitter account just must blow up on Saturdays. It's I'd, embarrassing. I just feel bad for her kids. Um, yeah. They they didn't they didn't they didn't bring this on themselves. They didn't do nothing. Um, but did you almost have an aneurysm when Beth announced that Lewis Seen was back to return the was was back to return the bunt? I almost I was like, I'm sorry, Beth. What? Who? Lewis Seen is back there to return a punt, and then she realized there are two number eights. Ah. Uh. 
on the team. It was Dominic Blaylock, and that made so much more sense. Because Lewis seen there's about 17, 18 other guys in front of him for punt return. I don't know that there's a – you could put a number on it because I don't know. Like, he's just not – Trayvon Walker is actually back there before he is. <laughs> I'm not uh, – I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, all right, Clint, we got, we got Arkansas State coming up. Um, Who, by the way, Kirby, don't, don't Kirby sleep scared, on. Kirby's scared to death of Mark. Arkansas State. Kirby is just is throwing up in the trash can four times a day. Look. Thinking about Arkansas State. My son was watching the press conference with me, and he was like, Dad, this team we're playing this weekend is really good. And I was like, okay. Yep, that's what he wants you to believe. But Daniel, I'm, I mean, I'm not buying the, the – what was the comment? No one in the building is, is looking towards Notre Dame this week. Hmm. I mean, because they already did that, they're yeah. already moved on to look. They're yeah. already looking towards Florida. They're yeah. already they're, like they're looking at Florida this week. Exactly. We already feel pretty good about Notre Dame, so we're which. Which, by the way, if uh, if you got the film on Florida from Saturday, oh oh lordy. But but Clint, I looked at the final box score and uh, it was like forty-two to nothing. That's yeah. does that tell the story? Of yeah. the game. Is that no. Go back and look at the box score for the first two quarters and look at mm. uh Felipe Frank's yards per attempt, because I think he was sixty nine of seventy for sixty one yards, I think is is his first half box score. Uh because coach said don't throw it more than a yard past the line of scrimmage. Coach said we're trying to avoid a pick six today, Felipe. Is that okay? Is that if that's is that chill? Could we do that? Um, okay. No, Daniel. Arkansas State uh, beat UNLV on Saturday, forty-three to seventeen, and before that, took mm-hmm. SMU down to the wire, thirty to thirty-seven. Took, took UNLV, just took UNLV out to the woodshed Ooh. and just said, "Let's uh, let's go." All right, Lobos. Uh, Not Lobos. What are they? Rebels or something? I don't know. Arkansas State. Um, yeah, it'll be. It's what's the spread right now? Like thirty three. I tell mm-hmm. you, I promise you, I'm not betting it. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not looking at it. No. But it'll be a fun game on Saturday. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think it's a good. I'm. I'm glad we're playing Murray State and Arkansas State in this order, leading up to Notre Dame. You know, you get the FCS. Th- this will be a, a team that won't be completely outmatched physically. No. Yeah. I mean. Nobody matches up with our offensive line, but uh, this won't be a team that's. The, Arkansas State's not going to be running 189 pound offensive tackles out there, you know, like Murray State was. So, Look, are we are we certain that that Sam Pittman, Pittman is not cloning these guys in the back and then sending them to high schools already committed to UGA? Like, have we researched if Sam is stacking the deck of of yeah. clones back there? I don't think there's any way to tell, Glenn. I mean, I just think you have to. If that's the reality we're living in, you know, I don't. I, I'm if, not going to stop it. If that's wrong, I don't want to be right. You mm-hmm. know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So Arkansas State coming in on Saturday. Um. Uh, let's uh. Let's let's peek ahead. Let's peek ahead on the schedule, Clint. Because after Arkansas State, uh, because we're not Kirby. We don't. <laughs> 
We, we don't give a crap. I don't have uh, a press conference to lie through my teeth about. Yeah. Um, after Arkansas State is um, is Notre Dame. Is that uh, a, is that going to be a big game? How you feeling about uh, that's going to be a, that's going to be a big game? Notre Dame's got New Mexico State or somebody this week, uh, so they will still be ranked in the top ten uh, when we play them. College game day is almost certainly oh hundred be there yeah. Um, and then the week after we play Notre Dame, Clint, um, we have a bye. Yep. Um, which will be a tough test compared to the team we play after the bye. <laughs> there will be more competition happening with good on good on Thursday oh. before the weekend than the next mm-hmm. Saturday against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's Tennessee doing, Clint? Is that is there something? <laughs> Did I miss something on Saturday? Or Daniel, now, now everybody should know. A listener, long-time listeners of the pod will know my love of watching that putrid orange get trounced. I love beating up on Tennessee. I don't know what it is. Um, oh, I know. I, 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 just go back and listen to our most annoying fan base episode where we talked about Tennessee, and then you'll, you'll remind yourself of what it is. Oh, that's right. Tennessee yeah. is full of deplorable fans. That's correct. I forgot. It's, it's the worst. Um, well, it's not the worst. It's the second worst. Uh, mm-hmm. But I love, 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 love uh, Coach Sataki, whatever your name. I, just you do you, man. Tennessee finding a way to lose with no time on the clock, essentially, with a bad, mm. bad, bad punt break, uh, penalties, just every way that could have happened. I think uh, was that was that our boy Greg McElroy? Was he calling that game? Um, he was. He was. He was, and he was almost like. He was almost like audibly upset at Tennessee for being such a disappointment to the SEC. Yes. Like he, yes. he was you could hear in his voice he was like really? I really this, did this just really happen? Um that last touchdown the BYU scored I've never seen You say what you want about Jeremy Pruitt um <laughs> but in, but unless the thing you're saying about Jeremy Pruitt is that he is hot garbage and the worst coach in FBS football history, then the thing you're saying you can say what you want about him, but you're wrong. Like you're you're just, mistaken. Just so we can get this clear, just so we totally understand, they took five attempts to hire this position, couldn't Correct. get it filled, and Greg Schiano, ah, pass. Uh, hired, taken back. Um, hired, and then the fan base said, nah. Nope. And now the fan base says, hmm, Greg Schiano ain't looking that bad. You know, my, I, I must have been, must have slept really, really bad that night. Woke up a little grumpy. Um, then they said no to the pirate. They said, we don't want you. Go up to Washington State and turn a program around for us, why don't you? Speaking of which, oh gosh, Gardner Minshew. Uh, that's a real person's name. I don't know if you know that. His that's his real- mama said, "You're gonna have an uphill uphill to climb, son." Gardner Minshew 
is a real human person's name. And that human person plays for the Jacksonville Jaguars and just sets some sort of a record for a completion percentage for a rookie quarterback coached by none other than the Pirate himself, the swashbuckler, Mike Leach, former University of Tennessee side piece, Mark Leach, then kicked to the curb so that they could hire their dream boy. A wannabe Kirby Smart. I mean, just is there if there's ever been a person who wanted to be Kirby Smart more? Sh- show me that man, because I, I, I just don't I like can't. this. Is uh, the difference between Kirby and Jeremy Pruitt is recruiting, coaching, character, and likability. I, Did I miss anything? I don't. I think you have them all, Daniel. I think you've hit them. Okay. Uh, oh, ability to develop players. Maybe if you really yeah. wanted to get at that. Um, also, hey, hey, Jim, how you doing, bro? Oh, Jim. Oh, Jim. What's up, Jim? Jim, 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 Jim. You remember that? Remember that scene in the office where Dwight? It's just I feel like Dwight right now. Oh, Jim, 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 Jim. <laughs> uh, oh, no, Jim. it is a it is a big time hot garbage mess up in Tennessee right now, and the world rejoices and sings a chorus of hallelujah. Uh, I just, I'm not trying to look too far ahead on the schedule, Clint, but obviously I am. After that, we play South Carolina. uh, Who just lost their quarterback for the year. After that, we play Kentucky. Who, I'm sorry, did I repeat myself? Nope. (laughs) Uh, Who just lost their quarterback for the year. Yeah. Um, After that, we play Florida, who is praying. (laughs) Praying to the good Lord above. That Felipe Franks tears him in his kiss. On their knees every night, give us Emory Jones or give us death. Could you, real quick, real quick, what kind of team could you field with all the uh, the transfer portal from Tennessee and Florida this year? What kind of team could you field? I mean, you you'd have you'd have a team. You'd have a team for sure. Well, let me tell you, that team could probably beat Tennessee or Florida. <laughs> that's that's what kind of team you could field. Absolutely. Uh, it um, then the SEC. The, well, after that, we just like, yeah, let's just keep going. Then keep we going. play Missouri. Uh, did they did they scare you week one or two, Daniel? I mean, they ran up the score on West Virginia, who almost lost to a Murray State esque team, the Citadel. L- literally, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and then we play Auburn. Did Auburn win by nine points on against against I mean, Wake Forest? What was that score? Against for it, the radioactive tide of Tulane. That is correct. Didn't roll cover. Roll, roll, roll radioactive tide. Uh, Auburn's defense <laughs> looked uninterested, gassed, and uh, offense looked exactly as you'd expect an Auburn offense to look. It looked like Bo Nix for every second of the Oregon game, except for that one second where he did something good. Is that what you're trying to say? But Daniel, he's you mean you mean the fact that he's a Heisman candidate for that miraculous well, win he pulled out. He had a he had a moment. He had his coming out party. He did. And then what happened? We went back in. I and? think he went <laughs> and he stayed in forever. <laughs> Like he's not coming out again. I don't think like there was a, if that was his coming out party. He was like, I don't. It was a Groundhog Day situation. Nah, and he was like, I don't. I don't like it out here, and I'm going back. 
By the way, Punxsutawney Phil comes into the podcast again. Last time you said you didn't want to know what, what was happening in Punxsutawney Phil's Listen, hole. <laughs> Punxsutawney Phil makes more appearances than one would think on first glance of this podcast. That is true. Um, uh, and then after A and M, and then and then Texas A and M. Who by R.I.P. The way, to Texas A and M. R.I.P. Man. to Texas. Mond looked pedestrian when anybody people, sniffs near him. A lot of people. Calling for the upset this weekend. Did that Did that happen? They did sneak up for that backdoor cover, though, didn't they, Clint? Oh, my didn't they gosh. Come up? That was the best. Didn't, hey, Jimbo. Didn't, didn't Jimbo, Jimbo get in there for that backdoor cover? And your arrogance and your pride that you could not leave that game without a touchdown, I salute you, kind sir. Thank you for that backdoor cover. Uh, and then we finished the year at Georgia Tech, who... Couldn't cover the freaking spread against South Florida on Saturday. Just that's what I get. Fool me once, Clint. Fool yeah. me. You'll fool you'll be fooled once. a second time. Is that is that how that goes? I, will, I ain't betting on I ain't betting on on Phil Collins and Georgia Tech anymore this year. I can Look, feel it coming in the air tonight. I'm <laughs> not uh, I'm not going to do that. Daniel and I learned a lot of betting uh, principles this weekend. A lot. We did like like the Hawaii over is not as gr- is not as cool as I thought it was. Is not <laughs> a guarantee that you once thought it was. Oh also, hey uh, hey Army, what's up? You got a you got a hitch because I got a I got a wagon and I need to get on top of that. We'll get to the locks, but um, let's just say I don't think we disappointed the people this weekend. I think we. I mean, we're not undefeated, but we. Uh, but I think I think it's safe to say we did something. You're gonna. You're going to appreciate the the payday that you that you receive. Listen, all that to say, the SEC East is hot garbage. It's a People? mess, guys. And just admit it. Just be totally fine and admit it and own it. SEC East is hot garbage. LSU uh, looked fantastic. Uh, and hey. and Clint, I heard a rumor that LSU might be ranked ahead of us. The people might be putting LSU to be ranked ahead of us. I mean, what did they want? Did they want us to beat Murray State by a hundred? No, they probably just thought LSU would looked better than us. That's that's what happened because the game was a because they did because they did because the game as my eyeball saw it, I looked at LSU and I thought to myself, "Oh no, I don't want to play them right now because they are on a roll." I just guys, if you. Are getting if you are getting your panties in a wad about the rankings after two weeks of the regular season when your team is undefeated, uh, you just don't, just don't, guys. Why? Why? This life is too short. Give me just a enjoy call. football. Connect enjoy me football. on Twitter. I have a list of about a billion other things to be stressed out more than that. I I can give it to you. Okay, put your mind at ease, people. It's fine. LSU, be be happy that somebody from the SEC is doing work. Okay. Yeah, I've all of you are get get all bent out of shape when people root against SEC teams, and so just be happy that people are giving love to LSU. It's only gonna help our strength of schedule in the long run when we play. Who cares about any of it, guys? It's I not, don't. It's not relevant anymore. Um, uh, it's exciting. I, I mean, I think it's not an overreaction. Let's just, we could sum it up this way to say 
this is when you look at this slate of games, Clint. That's kind of the point we're making here. That is. When you look at the slate of games, God, it's right there. I mean, it's right there. It's, it's ten games. There that's a, that's a lot of games. games. That's a lot of games. Ten games, a lot of games. But man, it is right there. Uh, I'm not saying we're gonna go twelve and zero, but but tell me the game we're gonna lose on that schedule, and I'll and then I'll get back to you. Um, but we got Arkansas State this weekend. We'll we see do. how it goes. We might be singing a completely different tune on Monday. Uh, who knows? But that won't be the next time that you hear from us. The next time you hear from us will be on Thursday. We will be back, as always, with our locks. Um, uh, we'll have another full slate. We will be here to make money. We will uh, we'll preview the Georgia-Arkansas State game even further give you our opinions on how we believe that that is going to shake out uh, specifically. Uh, just just so everybody can know, Daniel and I are 23-5 and five combined this year, given out our locks. 23-5. and five. Look, I'm not, I'm not telling you to go and gamble your money. That's not what, I'm, that's not what we're here to do. Is it, but, is it a heavy suggestion? I mean, just feels like 23-5. and five. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, so get ready on Thursday for more locks. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Share the podcast. You can always reach out to us at Dogs Podcast on Twitter. We love your interactions. We love hearing your thoughts. We love hearing you reference Jorge Pickens. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just great to let, know that, let that, that, nick, catch. that nickname is catching on. Let That's, that catch. Yes, please. I want to hear my – I dream. I have a dream, Clint, of hearing a Jorge chant inside Sanford Stadium one day. <laughs> Might not be this year, but by God, before that kid leaves, I want to I want a Jorge chant inside Sanford Stadium. Look, Tiffany, uh, put, put that on the video. Tiffany, okay. Tiffany, longtime listener to the show, Tiffany. Uh, get it, get it in the, get it in the reel, get it in the recap video. Uh, yeah, reach out to us at Dogs Podcast, talkingdogspod at gmail dot com. Uh, we are always here to answer your questions. There's something you want us to talk about on the show, something you agreed with, disagreed with, uh, or if your name's Trevor Woodworth and you just want to chat about your feelings, always Trevor, feel free I, to reach out to us. I want your take on Mark Webb, Trevor, and I want it now. I demand it. <laughs> Uh, Until then, guys, we will talk to you later. See ya.